Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm talking with Beck Duffield, who created Zero Point Yoga on the Ballerine Peninsula here in Australia. They offer both in-person and online classes and trainings. Beck shares her journey to yoga and ideas to help you start practicing yoga in a studio. We also discuss how yoga can help you live an inspired life. This conversation is a video recording that you can watch on YouTube. Let's jump into this Simply Happy guest conversation. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. So today on Simply Happy Conversations, I have Beck from Zero Point Yoga. She is based here in the Ballerine Peninsula, and she also has online as well as in-person classes. So thanks, Beck. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thank you for joining me. So maybe we'll start and you can chat about yourself and what you like to do in your free time. Free time isn't interesting. <laughs> I don't think you have any, but the, the little bit of free time. Um, maybe you actually move some of your work into your free time. It's a bit of both, is it? Well, I think I've been really lucky to be able to cultivate this life at the moment where um, work doesn't feel like work. So I have quite a like a heart-led business um, with yoga studios and I have two little kids that are just the most joyful creatures. I so I guess my most enjoyable thing to do is hang out with my kids. My son is two, my daughter is six, so they're at such curious, joyful, expressive ages. Um, so I like to see the world through their eyes and and play with them. Um, and then I don't know. I, my other thing is is work zero point. I love zero point. I love going to work. I literally don't have a day where I'm like, oh, I just don't want to go in today. Like I am five years in, I haven't had that yet. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so I feel really lucky. So in terms of I don't have blocks of time that are free because it's pretty busy with um, two studios and two kids, but I don't feel like I'm lacking the downtime or the playtime or the joy time. I think it's just woven as a continuous thread um, through my life at the moment, which is pretty nice place to be. Yeah, it's a perfect place to be. What are the kids, do they have favourite things that they like to do? My daughter is incredibly artistic. She's a real creative little soul. Um, She's, you know, she's dreamy and imaginative and gentle. And my son is a little bulldozer. Um, So he's really physical. Um, Any kind of physical play he's into, anything that's loud and wild. (laughs) Um, So they're like a beautiful contrast. Yeah. to each other we had this funny um comment made by a family member that was just meeting them, like a distant family member she lives in italy and we're down in tasmania um for christmas and the water temperature i think was like 12 so like freezing, freezing. it's already cold and, enough here isn't it <laughs> i know my son gets naked and he just charges into it and my daughter's like tiptoeing across the sand really delicately and one of the like the cousin just looked and said she said wow between them you've got like a normal person um, <laughs> the like, yin and the yang haven't you really oh yes so extremely different and I guess like all kids are when you're watching them so closely they seem really um polarized but 
Um, yeah, so Gabe, anything physical, yeah. like he'll love, riding bikes, wrestling, dancing, like, um, you know, big play tests, but playing with the ball. And Aurelia is like drawing, creating stories, storytelling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, got a nice balance there. You have. It's yeah. so funny. It reminded me of my kids, which are like the other end teenagers, but they're the same. They're like like yin and yang, but it would be the girl, my daughter's the creative one, but she'd be the one running into the surf, you know, not naked uh-huh. at 12, at 14, but she would be the first in the water, whereas my son hesitant about water when it comes to water. But, yes, he's ah, the active, sporty, yes, into everything, Where especially at a two-year-old. You're just taking me all the way back saying those things. Yeah, so fun. He's so fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. he's just a little, like, ball of joy in my life. Yeah. They are. That is the, yeah. the most beautiful age prep. Is, is she in prep as well? She's in grade one. Oh, grade one, yes. Yeah. Such a, and you see such a big development in that first year of school, don't you? I was unprepared for yeah. my own emotions around it, really unprepared. Uh, um, like the wonder at watching her, like, develop into her own little person, but also, like, the grief in it. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's and watching the little friendships develop and navigating that, like they're kind of complex social systems at six. Mm. Um, watching all of that play out is beautiful um, yeah. and curious. Yeah, yeah. really. And wait, the next one's going into high school is when you get that same, same like Ooh. curious and that next jump I find is that, that huge jump again and that social settings and, and working out and navigating and it brings back some of that stuff from your own childhood really. Yeah, of course, right. But to yeah. another level with social media mixed in there and everything else that they have to, you know, cope with. It's a lot to navigate. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then tell us about yoga. How did you get into yoga? Oh, it's the most unglamorous story you've ever heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got into yoga through a really trashy Queensland newspaper called the Courier Mail, oh, and yeah. they had a, a CD of yoga attached to the front of it, and I put it on, and that was it. Like, it's it's not an interesting story. I just got curious. I'd been doing martial arts my entire life. My dad's a martial arts teacher, and I think the there's sort of like the common thread through yoga and martial arts of like that discipline and the turning inwards and the self-mastery. So I think that I found that immediately in yoga that started resonating. I'm like, oh, this this part, this thread to martial arts that I love mm. um, is right here, but there's like a gentleness to it. And I can do it alone, whereas, of course, martial arts you can do alone. You can practice your patterns and things. Um, but. I think it it had a lot more structure around it, like showing up to the dojo at this particular time. And, yeah. And then I just found yoga. I was just doing it in my bedroom whenever I felt like it. And I was like, oh, there's like a freedom and a discipline. And I loved like both of them immediately. I was like, there's something here. But it took me years before I actually set foot in a yoga studio. Um, I was a bit too nervous to go in and accidentally wandered into what I thought was going to be a yoga class. Um, so I'd started doing yoga at a gym, um, yeah. <laughs> which is why, like, I will never, I will just never, ever, ever get on that train that's just like yoga at the gym isn't real yoga. Like, I never will because I'm like, you meet people where they're at and yoga is mm. so good at doing that. And, um, so yeah, I went to yoga at the gym for a while and then I went to a place called the Australian School of Yoga and Meditation, which is in West End of Brisbane, and I thought I was going into a yoga class here's my ego, right? Like I read the schedule and it says Kirtan and I'm like, that must be a yoga class. 
<laughs> and I walked into a kirtan. So for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's like chanting, like call and response devotional singing. And I went in having no idea what was about to happen. And they started the singing. Someone handed me a sheet of paper with Sanskrit on it. And something in my heart just cracked open. And much to my horror, I was like crying and just something something just yeah. changed in me in that. And I was like, whoa, I don't even know what's happening. Um, and then I was in, like hook, yeah. line, and sinker. <laughs> <laughs> but so there is, you said, oh, it's not an interesting, that is an interesting story because it is that, <laughs> the way into it. And and it, a lot of people, I hear the same thing. It's the gym. And for me, it was the same. It was a gym in London that I was introduced to yoga and went, oh, my God, I want more. I want more until mm. I, you know, came back to Australia and it was like, I need to go to a yoga studio and, you know, then have my gym separate. But yeah, I think it's a great place for people to be introduced to yoga and get that feel and then go, oh, actually, maybe I will venture into a yoga studio now as well because it could be intimidating to people to go into a yoga oh. studio, isn't it? Yeah. Yoga studios are terrifying until you're in them <laughs> and then they're the most beautiful places yeah, ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, and from then the outside. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even going to a different yoga studio, you're a bit hesitant. Totally. Oh, no, what are they going to, what's the, what's their protocol? How do they work? Do they have bolsters there? Is it all set up? It's all the um, routines, isn't it, and the expectations. Absolutely. And, yeah. like, am I going to have to chant in Sanskrit and yeah. do I need to close my eyes? And what are the rules? Like, even me, as someone who owns two yoga studios, still get, like, mildly apprehensive of going into a new studio I'm like am yeah. I doing it right yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your advice to someone who's thinking about going to a yoga studio who's never been before we have at zero point because like my advice would be just come in but that's yeah. like probably not useful right and it maybe dismisses the um, barriers that people um, perceived to come into yoga studio so we we do something called the the um open house where you know once a week we open up the studio there's no class running and the studio is just open so you can come and have a look and have a feel and then someone's in there and they can be like hey when you come in you put your shoes here and then you go and get a mat and you roll it out facing that way and the teacher's going to teach from there and so just um I would say come into one of those oh, when amazing. it's when it's not the class time and it's not like full of people that know what they're doing and you can come in and you can ask all the in inverted commas the dumbest questions you have mm. so sometimes people are like I just didn't know where to put my shoes or mm. I just don't know if I'm allowed to walk over there because you know there's that kind of almost reverent sacred kind of feeling to a yes. yoga studio and so we just like make it super like take down those barriers like come in when no one's there and we'll we'll talk you through you'll say like you'll come in here and then someone will be standing over there with an ipad and you tell them your name and they'll tick you off and then you can put your shoes here and you know step it yes. through so it becomes um and people are just like oh yeah i can actually do all of this that's fine and take away that bulk of the anxiety for that first class like once you come to one you're fine and yeah, no it's just that first class isn't it yeah yeah and my happiest thing is when people come in um, I don't, I've lost count of how many people have said this, but like, obviously yoga has like a branding issue where people think everyone's just like skinny and in Lycra and like, you know, going to be doing handstands and the splits and the, the joyous relief on people's faces when they come in and just look around and be like, okay, wow. It looks like the kind of the cross section of people you'd see in the supermarket here. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
there's a tradie, there's a really, really elderly lady over there. Yes. Oh, look, that looks like someone who's in their tween years. Yeah. Um, there's a much bigger body. There's a much smaller body. Hey, look, there's someone on crutches. Like, yes. And it all of that just dissolves away. And I think that's a big relief to people. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love that. That open house, you know, being neurodivergent as well makes me go, oh my gosh, that's like that barrier broken down to go and observe and have a look first and then just to be comfortable to go to an actual class. That's, yeah, that's a beautiful thing to be offering. And definitely more studios should be taking that up and doing it as well. Um, so then tell me about then Zero Point. How did that start and how many years? Is it six years it has been going? Um, no, it's five years. Five years, five years, yeah. <laughs> um, I started teaching little classes in my garage, just in my, my little tiny garage, my little tiny house, um, and basically because no one would hire me. <laughs> yeah. So I tried, I tried to be a yoga teacher and, and I didn't get any response for any of the studios um, and I really wanted to teach. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just start teaching in my garage. And um and thankfully people came along and then I outgrew the garage and we moved to the park. Um, but then obviously like down here, there's like a couple of days a year where that's going to work out for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> the weather's so unpredictable, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, I don't know. And then I just got really, just had this like moment of boldness. And I'm like, I just opened a studio. I've literally never worked in the studio ever in my life, ever never been employed by a studio I don't know how they run but I'm like I'm just gonna do it um so yeah I rented a shed and Zero Point was born and the beautiful people of Ocean Grove were really receptive like the community was amazing um and it just blows my mind actually because Zero Point like Ocean Grove it's really it's a shed it really is but like the amount of magic that happens in there um makes me just so awed with the world, to be honest. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Zero Point started in a garage and moved to a shed. <laughs> but now you have two as well, though. You have two. Yeah, so now we've got Drysdale as well, so, Yeah, um, which has been this beautiful adventure getting to know the Drysdale community. Um, and, again, just amazing to see, like, obviously, like, you put in effort to creating the space and making it look pretty, but, the community mm. that builds is the thing that gets me, like that really drives me, like just watching all these connections form, these little social webs start to build. And, I mean, what's more important than that? Like literally people come in and, and leave with friends and people to rely on and a network. Yeah, um, definitely, yeah. And I love like where we, we're very fortunate in Geelong that the yoga teachers travel to your studio, Torquay, Geelong, and you get to experience them. And I, for me, it's like that's what makes me go to the student, a different studio just to try out because of the yoga teachers. So we've got a really great variety of yoga teachers here in our area. Uh, I'm around, constantly, I'm blown away by the caliber of teachers yeah. here. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, and their willingness to travel. I mean, from Janjak to Ocean Grove or to Drysdale for a class, like that is huge. Yeah. And they do it and then they show up so beautifully. Like I couldn't be more in love with the staff. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do you have online for people anywhere else in the world that wanted to access 
We do. We have a, it's called On Demand and we have, it's an online library. So, um, classes for anywhere, anytime. Um, we've got classes that are like five minutes long, um, to, you know, hour long classes, all the different class types. And you just, you know, punch it in when you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about some of the other things because it's not just yoga that you have. You have a real variety of things going on at 0.2. Lots of trainings. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we do teacher trainings, um, which are just like such a privilege, an amazing journey to go on. Um, we do like classes. We have Pilates bar. We do sound bath meditation as well as like different yogas. But then I guess the other main bit of the business um, or the offerings is events. We run a ridiculous amount of events. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of events. I think it was like 93 events last year. So like a huge amount, like more than one a week, most weeks. And um, it's intentional because I always loved, you know, if you go to Bali or somewhere um, and you can look at the real yoga hubs and be like, okay, any night of the week, there's going to be something amazing on. I kind of want that, like, and lots of different offerings. So, like, from breath work to like a menopause workshop to, um, you know, paint and sip to ecstatic dance. You know, there's so many. There's something. Yeah, for everyone something really. For everyone. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> and also a place because what I found after a couple of years of running a studio, I'm like, ah, oh, this is interesting because the teachers are so skilled mm. and they have so much knowledge, but they get 45 minutes or an hour to display that and yoga teaching while it's like it does really like blossom the heart and it is fulfilling in that way it's kind of dead end because the next step up from teaching classes is teacher training which is monstrous Mm. or run a studio which is a totally different skill set like that's a business skill set rather than the yoga kind of skill set so facilitating all of the events was like let's let our teachers shine with all like they're so amazing they're so knowledgeable and let's make the career have another step rather than just plateauing at studio classes over and over and over. Like, you know, come in and share more and uh, students can get to know you more deeply. And so I think it benefits everyone. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea because a lot of the yoga teachers that you meet actually do something else outside of teaching. They don't just teach. I mean, the people who do do that are amazing because seriously, being a PE teacher for 20 odd years, it's hard work teaching every day on your feet. Um, It's exhausting. So yeah, teacher having something else as well to, you know, rely on. So it's not so physically draining is great. And then having it all in that spot for people to get to know you. I love that. I love that offering that you have in your spaces. So then how can people have a yoga inspired life? So like, Mm -hmm. you know, because some Mm. other people who haven't done teacher training, there is more to yoga than just the physical asana. But a lot of people don't hear that side of it, do they? So oh, this is this is literally the <laughs> this is the specialty of zero point, right? Yeah. So, um, I'm tantric trained predominantly, and in tantra is the path of like the spiritual path, the yoga path for what we call the householders. So the people that have jobs, the people that have relationships, the people that deal with money, the people that have sex, like the people that are engaged in the world. Whereas that more Vedantic path is the renunciates, the people that can go live in an ashram, sit in a cave, sit on a mountain, sit under the tree, whatever it is, and not have to deal with all the messy parts of life. Um, So the tantric training is incorporate this into 
your day. Like make everything sacred. Make the way you eat a ritual. Make it sacred. Make yourself present with your cup of coffee. Um, Talking like truthful communication is one of them. Like learning how to speak truthfully and straightforwardly becomes like an act of yoga, like a sacred um, ability. Having sex, dealing with money, like you do all of it with reverence. Like tantras, like live in the world, engage in all of your senses, but here's some boundaries. Like here's how you do it properly, which is why I love these teachings so, so much because they're so practical. So in each week at Zero Point, I'll just share a different mm. one to take home into your life. Yeah, and they're great. not they're not like deeply, deeply spiritual. They're like here's a practical thing for you to change or you to have try out in your life this week and you know the longest meditation we have in tantra is 26 minutes so they're not go sit for three hours because it's just not realistic in any way most of our classes are 45 minutes because we're like come every day we'll get you in and out within an hour but like instead of doing one 75 minute class a week Mm. or something we're like the benefits are when it's woven into your life as a non-negotiable rather than like one big event here and then you fall back into you know whatever the systems are so yeah like learning like tantra and tantra's got obviously the reputation that it's got and we all think it's just about sex and it's really not at all it's about how to live in the world in a mindful spiritual connected way um tantra its core is relationship like how do we relate to others because that's where the growth is and anyone i think that's been in a long-term relationship knows that that's where your growth is that's where you're going to see your shadow stuff that's when your triggers are going to be pushed like tantra is like learn to relate with others rather than bypassing it um so these are the kind of things we teach at zero point even though it sounds really spiritual from the outside, they're getting like practical, like here's how to have a truthful communication. Here's how to feel a feeling. Here's how to make a ritual with your coffee, these kind of things and weaving it into our day. Like you can live a life with lots of money and a Mm. family and a job and a fancy car and like you can, and it be like a deeply connected and spiritual life. Um, you don't have to renounce and go and, and wear an orange robe and live like nothing wrong with it. Like but you just don't have to. There is another way, which is basically the premise of zero point. We're like, let's show you this other way. Yeah, definitely. And that's it's the my favorite part about yoga is that woven little bits, tips that are just woven through the class uh, throughout to take away, to ponder there or take away and think about as well. And it's interesting teaching in a gym and I just wove a little bit in the other week and the, one of the ladies came up and said, that was so good. That's just that slightly different thing than being in here in the gym and in a gym class. I'm like, yeah, it's about wisdom, sharing some wisdom and taking mm-hmm. something small away into your into your life, yeah, which, you know, is that is about yoga and part of the yoga. It's not just that asana, isn't it? Oh, I love it. And I think we shouldn't underestimate people. Like I always got told in teacher training, some of the early ones I did, like leave the philosophy out of it, just teach the asana. And and um, I think like don't underestimate people. People are deep mm. and people are thinking and people are open. Um, and I've certainly found that to be the case. Like I'll share all sorts of stuff in my classes and the reception is always um, incredible. And, yeah, just treating people like they're capable of more than just stretching 
Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're open to accepting some, you know, some bit of wisdom that you're going to share with them as well. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's what it is, isn't it? It's the more connected to them, the actual teacher by having those little tidbits or even just a little bit of your life that you've shared um, makes them want to come back for more. Yeah, like if you can touch something in people or get them to think about their own experience, like Mm. that's more yoga than the splits. Yeah, Um, Yeah. (laughs) or a handstand, yeah. Or a handstand, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So how, Beck, can people connect with you online or on social media? And I know that you actually maybe share both, both if you're happy to, your social media links as well. I will put them in the show notes though as well. Oh, thank you. Um, So, yeah, we have On Demand, which is the online library. There's a seven-day free trial for anyone. So that's just through the Zero Point website, which is zeropointyoga.net. And then there's the Zero Point Instagram, which is Zero Point Yoga, pretty sure. Um, And then I have a personal Instagram, which is just sharing like, it's like a brain dump really, to be honest, just like popping out thoughts um, and a bit about my experience. Um, And that one's alchemy.body on Instagram. And I definitely recommend anyone who is a yoga teacher to definitely look at that one because I found it really inspiring to read some of your thoughts and your brain dumps as you called them but I (laughs) found those really inspiring to even go away and you know create around your own class some ideas thank you so keep sharing because that was great and thank (laughs) you so much for your time and sharing your wisdom today oh it's such a joy to chat to you thank you thanks Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your stress, improve your mood and support your immune system, then join me for an introduction to Yin and Nidra Yoga. Over five short 10-minute online lessons, you'll start to feel calmer and more rested. Head to simplyhappy.com.au in the resources section and start today. I'd like to acknowledge the Wadharam people of the Kulin Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.